Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. With tonight's guest, Kelly Fitzgerald, the Sober Senorita. Hello? Hey Kelly, it's Chris again, this time with... Matt and Jeff. Hi Matt and Jeff, and hi Chris. Hey, how are um, you? Very yeah. good, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're alright. We're well. Good. Overall? Normally, you guys normally they come together from a meeting today. You guys did or did? I came from a meeting. Just okay. came yeah, from a meeting. I did not come from a meeting. Yeah. Okay, not a AA meeting. <laughs> okay, <A> business <laughs> meeting. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So uh, we've just showed up. We're yeah settling in. Yeah. And uh, I was just discussing with them how terrible I am at introducing the guests. I that's oh. where I, I fail miserably. <laughs> Um, just about every time, and that's I start off cringing because I do such a poor job of it. So Aww. we're thinking maybe this time, if you want to just jump in and introduce it, yourself, yeah, like maybe <laughs> and, she knows herself uh, better you know, than but we you do. Know better than I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, um, well, my name's Kelly. And Hi, Kelly. I'm Hi, a Kelly. sober blogger from <laughs> from Florida. And I've been sober two years, just celebrated my two year anniversary yeah. on May I'm on May seventh. Yeah. And I'm very active on social media and in the blogging world, um, promoting sobriety and just talking about my life, living as a sober twenty nine year old gal. And me and Chris know each other from Twitter. Cool. Exactly. Yeah, and that's um, that's where I will jump in. Is the, is just on Twitter your um it's the sober senorita. The sober senorita. Yes. I'm not giving anything I I away if I say that. that. <laughs> right. Oh, shit, no. Jeff. You and, blew it. And your uh, you know, first name, last name, out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, every, on all your social medias, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Which uh, I read that uh, anonymity post. Yeah. I thought you, yeah, maybe we can talk about that in a bit. We won't, we should sure. start with that, but I thought that was really well done. Anyway. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. Yeah. So I'll be interested to hear your guys' views on that. So. Yeah. And then just, I mean, really quickly, I was just, um, your, your sort of, I think I was saying this earlier to you, that what I, what I wrote to you when I asked you to come on the show is just your, your perspective and your enthusiasm and your attitude towards sobriety and recovery um, are just, uh, you know, commendable, I think, or, or certainly worth, um, you know. Attractive. They're attraction. Spreading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, I was tweeting somebody, I think, I don't know if it was yesterday or today, just, you know, p- part of this project is just to expose um, people searching um, to, to the spectrum of recovery. You know, it's just such a broad spectrum is what I'm learning. And so um, I'm glad you're here to, to, you know, share your your wide swath of the spectrum. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I had a funny question. I thought you, you moved to Mexico and this I was did. you're still using, right? <laughs> yes. And then you got sober on May 6th. So I'm like, well, you can't get sober on May 5th. Is that a big day in Mexico? It's probably like the New Year's Eve. Or is that the... Well, oh, I've written tons of blogs about that, too, because, yeah, I mean, it's actually not that big of a holiday in Mexico. It's, oh, it's just not. a big yeah, I... holiday in the United States. That's funny. Um, it is like a... It's the Battle of 
Puebla, which is um, a battle that the Mexico army won, mm-hmm. um, but they don't really celebrate. It's kind of just like a day on the calendar. They right. don't have off work or anything like that. It's not even in, they're in, it's not even Independence Day. Uh, no, it's, right. Independence yeah. Day is September 16th. Right. Are you so. saying this is a beer created holiday? Are you yeah. saying that it's an American <laughs> yeah, two for exactly one cocktail holiday? Yes. <laughs> and I think we were, I think based on that post, I think. I had a little back and forth with you about that. About I, I, that led me to an article that literally talks about how it was created by beer. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. yeah. On like yeah. a yeah. That's funny. Oh yeah, I forgot you tweeted that to me, Chris. Just like yeah. Santa. Yeah. So, but was that? Did you were you drinking on May fifth in Mexico? I assume I what? was drinking on May fifth in the Dominican Republic because oh. that was the trip that I took that caused me to get sober. Um, I was on a bachelorette party trip, Um, so I had flown from Cancun to Punta Cana to be with my girlfriends from high school, and that was my last hoorah. So yes, I was drinking, but in Dominican Republic, not in Mexico. Gotcha. So you (laughs) hit your bottom in the DR. Yeah. Well, I think it was a pretty long, (laughs) drawn-out bottom, but yeah, that was the last of it. Okay. And and we always ask on the show, we want to hear like that moment of clarity or that thing, right? Was there... And I'm sure you've written about this, but yeah, let us... Tell us a little bit about that moment where you're like, all right, enough, enough. I kind of knew like going there, not that I was going to stop drinking, that, that I just like was having all these issues surrounding drinking and that time and time again, I was feeling like crappy every time I drank and it was causing me problems with my boyfriend at the time. And, and just going on this trip, I knew it was kind of like I had promised my boyfriend that I would behave and that I could control myself and control my drinking. And I just proved that I couldn't when yeah. I was on that trip. And I proved it to myself, you know, mm-hmm. not just him and not just other people that were in my life, my family and everything mm-hmm. that I couldn't control my drinking. And I was just like in the airport on the way back to Cancun from Punta Cana and I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm just, I was sitting there by myself, super hungover, like just feeling like crap and crying and just completely lonely. And I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm just, I can't do this anymore. Right. And that was like kind of my, my moment of clarity. And I was like, this is it. I can't, the, the jig is up. Right. And then you hadn't, haven't drank since. Right. Wow. Exactly. And, and you, you were- didn't, Go ahead. You were getting on a plane bound mm-hmm. for Cancun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just want to underscore that again. Yeah. There's lots of irony in, in mm. my story. It's That's crazy. Funny. <laughs> and you you did not go to AA or didn't you just kind of did this by yourself. You just said I'm done and I'm done. Yep. I, I did not go to AA. I did um I would say like a month after I completely quit. I tried some AA meetings online on mm-hmm. the, the rooms that they have online. So I was too scared to go in person. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I was living in Cancun. And I was like, oh, they probably don't even have English meetings. You know, that was ex- just excuses I was making up for myself because they right. do have English meetings. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I tried some meetings like online. You know, it's not the same. And I like didn't really know what was going on. And like, all these phrases that they were saying and like mm-hmm. things that they were talking about. And I didn't even have a big book. So, so I was like, I, don't, I can't relate to this. So that kind of was like short lived. So I didn't go to AA until I was one year and five months sober. Interesting. Oh, that wow. Is, okay. That and, is interesting. So yeah. and then what was your relationship with AA? So it's funny how I, how I did end up going. I mean, I had been curious about it 
um, I still kind of wanted to go and check it out in person and just see what it was about. And I had thought, you know, it wasn't for me just based on those online meetings. <clears throat> and I actually had received an email from one of my readers um, on, on the blog. And it was right after I moved to Florida, where I'm living now. Um, and she reached out to me and was like, oh, I just saw on your blog that you moved to Florida and I live in the same town in Cape Coral and I, and I just love your writing and I just want to let you know that I'm an AA and if you, I know you don't go, but if you ever want to, you can come with me and um, we can go together and it's, it's a great community here and I think you'd love it. So I just reached out to this stranger, this girl, and I was like, okay. Um, this sounds cool. And actually, we met first, like we went to a meditation class, which is based on Buddhist teachings hmm. first, because she also did that. And she was like, oh, that might be something you like. So I was like, sure, I'll try it. Um, so we met there first, we went to the meditation class. And then like two or three weeks later, I went with her to an AA meeting. And that was in October of 2014. Right, last year. Mm -hmm. And you go now. Yes, and I still go. I, I have two home groups, two women's groups that I absolutely love here in Cape Coral. And it's great. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So when did you start the blog during all this? You had you had this was your first post this year year I'm everyone everyone thinks that's my first post. No, and I was I, yeah, I don't know why I read that or I thought that when I read well, something. It I don't was know. my first post about sobriety. So oh, it makes got sense. It. Um, I kind I sorry. I kinda started it like I was still living in Mexico. I started the blog January 2014, um, so like, I don't know, eight months sober. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to make it about like American girl living in Mexico. And I know mm -hmm. a lot of like girls, Mexican girl, or excuse me, American girls who live in Mexico who write about that. And they have like big followings and um, they're like, Kelly, you should write a blog. So I was like blogging at my job then. They were like, you're so good at blogging, like you should start your own. So everyone was pressuring me. So I finally started on my own. And then when I was starting it, I was like, okay, so what should the name be? And I was trying to brainstorm and I wanted to incorporate sober into it because I was like, this is a part of my life now. And mm -hmm. it would be cool to like make a name with that. So like Senorita because Mexico and Spanish and then sober because <laughs> yeah. that's what I was living at the time and now. Um, and actually my sister thought of the name and I thought it was really cute. So yeah. that's how that came to be. And um, my first few posts were just about like living in Mexico, like things that I would do on the weekends and like traveling and nothing related to sobriety. And I think in March of 2014, I went to like a wine and food festival that mm. um, they invited me to because I was a blogger. And I talked about like being there and not drinking and mm -hmm. um, they had like non-alcoholic cocktails there. So I like wrote about that. So I kind of like hinted at it and then like in May, of that year is when I wrote the one year without alcohol post, which was my first post, like completely de dedicated to sobriety. Mm -hmm. And that went viral. So right. yeah, that's cool. That's, that's incredibly cool. <laughs> that's and it's I think so it's, crazy. <laughs> I think holding off for a year was really commendable. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just, it's, there's some substantive. Yeah. You get a year some, under your belt. Some have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so it got such a good response. I was like, wow, okay, people want to hear about this, yeah. so mm -hmm. I'll write more. <laughs> That's great. And so now is it mostly, the site's mostly dedicated to that? Yes, yes. I would say it's 100% dedicated to that, especially now that I'm living back in the U.S. Yeah, and going to AMEs. That's good. 
So, yeah. so yeah, as we all, it's interesting. I, we, you know, Matt, we all have our different journeys of how we got sober, whether we went to AA or whether we didn't. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, I think we all enjoy hearing that first year, especially because it's always harder. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, you look back on it and you're like, what a crazy year that year was. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you were in meetings or, with, you know, you learned so many things and you're, you, as you said, you've done, you look back at this almost 180 degree turn you've done, right? Mm-hmm. You've become, we, we were just looking at your picture on your blog, the, the funny one before and after picture, uh-huh. which is terrific, <laughs> right? I mean, that's just says yeah. it all. Uh-huh. Um, and you did that with, without uh, any support or you just white knuckled it or just were grim determination were there, yeah, or what you was were just it? done. Um, I just, yeah, it was hard. I mean, I just was like, I just want to try something that I've never tried before. And that was like completely not drinking or doing any drugs. And I just wanted to keep going. And then, you know, after the first few months, I just felt really great physically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let's keep going and keep going. And I don't know, one month turned into three and right. turned into six. And I mean, I, I didn't have meetings, but at that time, because I'm so internet savvy, I was definitely like researching all about addiction and alcoholism and like looking, I was reading other people's blogs and mm-hmm. reading um, books and right. definitely following like all kinds of stuff on social media. And that helped me a lot because yeah. I was so confused at first, like, am I, am I normal? What's yeah. happening? And what am I feeling? Why yeah. do I feel like this? So. Mm-hmm. From a physical and mental health standpoint, did you change anything? Did you, uh, or from, you know, do you start journaling, working out more, any, anything like that? Or you know, meditation, um, yoga. Anything? I definitely started working out more, doing yeah. yoga, and I, I've always played soccer, so I, I was playing okay. more soccer. I started CrossFit in sobriety, okay. um, which I, I'm not doing right now because I just had knee surgery in okay. February, so I'm finding the balance with that. Sure. Um, but um, I didn't try meditation until I came to Florida, but that's helped me a lot too. Yes. So you do that. Mm-hmm. That's your eleventh step, right? You got an early jump on that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. That's good. So you, what, what? Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, I was just gonna ask if you like have a sponsor now and have a sponsee and, and sponsees and all that stuff. I do have a sponsor. She's great, um, very supportive and understanding and open-minded, and um, we talk uh, almost every day. And um, she's in my women's meetings here. I don't have any sponsees in my meetings, but I, I like feel like I have a couple online like through the blog because I'm always answering mm-hmm. questions and following up with people and people reach out to me a lot. So I'm always emailing and Facebook messaging with people through the blog. So I feel like that's kind of it. Although I'm not taking them through the steps mm-hmm. yet, maybe one day. Sure. But yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but yeah, that's all. That's all part of it, right? That's all part of yeah. It's amazing just just watching how this has grown. Right. Uh, how many people you can help all just exactly. all over the place. I mean, it's yeah. just amazing, right? Yeah, it's um, really incredible. And sorry, the, from a from a time standpoint or chronological standpoint, you keep jumping back and forth from the first year to the second year because the the first year I, I, I have all these thoughts, but I don't know how to formulate them just because. Um, the first year I'm familiar with, sort of like outside of um, the rooms, so to speak. But uh, did did you have a, a support system? How was your family that first year when you got sober? Was everybody like, thank God? Was it yeah. had, before that, <laughs> was anybody much. pestering you to get sober? You know, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Or the, uh, all these questions are popping in my head about that first immediate period afterwards. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, um, I think everyone was relieved. Yeah. Um, they didn't say that exactly, but I mean, well, my parents, everyone's really supportive. I mean, my boyfriend was just so supportive and like happy, obviously, that I got sober mm -hmm. and we're still together today That's and have a great relationship. Um, my parents were also both really, really happy and proud of me. I mean, they weren't telling me that I should get sober before that, but they were asking questions like, do you think you have a problem? You know, all this bad stuff keeps yeah. happening. Dancing around and, it, which right. are yeah, not questions yeah. people without problems generally get. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just They're like, the only common yeah. denominator is alcohol. Do you mm -hmm. see that? Like probing <laughs> questions. Yeah. Um, so they have been like completely supportive and amazing and also a lot of my good friends. And then, you know, I did lose a lot of friends in the process too, or people that I thought were my friends, but they were drinking buddies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, and so that first year you, you went from DR to Cancun where you were living. Yes. You were, you were living in Cancun. So you went home essentially yes. and, and got sober. It wasn't like you're, it sounds to, to anybody not living in Cancun, it sounds like you were continuing a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, okay. So you went to Cancun right. home, got yes. sober. Um, so you're, you're getting right back into work and, and life and everything. Um, was, was it hard? Was there, I mean, there had to be an adjustment period just as your body and mind sort of got used to it. Was it, were there challenges in those early days for you? That, that um, yeah. were, well, I mean, I, I know that sounds like a goofy question. <laughs> I guess what were the, <laughs> what, what were yeah. the biggest challenges? Well, I think, um, biggest challenges were like figuring out like who I was. Mm. I mean, that's still a process that I'm, right. I think everyone goes through, especially after getting sober. But I kind of was like, you know, just like giving validation to all my feelings mm -hmm. and like sitting in my pain and like accepting this fact that I'm an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And that took me a really long time too. I, I, I said in one of my blogs, like I didn't even call myself an alcoholic until like a year into my sobriety. And then after I went to AA, it made it a lot easier. But, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so that was hard. Just like, I was really lost, I think, when I first got sober. And I was like, oh, my God, who am I? Like, what am I doing with my life? And should I be living here? Like, I don't know. All these questions were coming up. So that was really confusing. Like, And um, also with, like, my relationship, I was like, okay, I'm getting sober. Like, And, and my boyfriend and I had, uh, like, met in the party scene and – I was like, okay, do we even have a relationship to salvage? Mm -hmm. Do do we like each other sober? Like, he was a big drinker too. Like, is he going to stop drinking? So all that stuff was part of it. Mm -hmm. And um, and also for me, another big thing was like, am I going to miss out on life? I'm sure I think a lot of alcoholics feel like that yeah. when they get yeah. sober too. Totally. And I just like told myself, that was another like pact I made with myself. Like, okay, I'm not going to miss out on any events or birthdays or, or anything like that, which, which I didn't, I, I, you know, I went out to some events and birthdays and things where people were drinking like right away in my sobriety, which probably isn't very recommended for people who are in their mm. first months of mm -hmm. sobriety. But I was like, I, I just, I was like, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to not miss out 
on things, on events and places I want to be at. I'm going to make this work. And and I also thought to myself, you know, I'm going to make this look cool. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I didn't know many people who could like rock sobriety. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm really going to do this. Like, and people are going to see that you can still have fun and live your life and um, be sober and be happy and find yourself. That's great. I that kind of got great. off topic there, but no, that, not at all. That's actually right, right on topic. Um, because to, to, to me, that's I mean, that's a lot more awareness. I think self awareness than I had probably that whole first year. You know, I yeah. I don't think I could have said I'm going to make this look cool. You know, if I wanted to, I don't think I would have. I would have. Yeah. You know, I had to like isolate for you know like ten months right off the bat just to to make it work. Um, but that's that's awesome. That's that's yeah. a great story. Um. Yeah. And then, and then, so you got sober in Cancun and then mm-hmm. after a year moved to Florida? Yes. Okay. Um, last year, I, last it's year. about to be one year living in, in Florida. Actually, today's the third. Tomorrow is our one year living in Florida. Wow. Did your, did your man get sober? Did he quit drinking? Um, no, he still drinks here and there, but he is not an alcoholic. Yeah. I, I mean, he never experienced the right. things that, you know, I experienced yeah. or alcoholics experience. He never has blacked out or lost control. Yeah. Um, damn those and, people. Yeah. 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 Probably, yeah. It's funny. You think, you think your, your boyfriend drinks as much as you until you stop drinking. I thought right. all my friends exactly. drank as much as I know. I know. <laughs> and I stopped drinking like, wait, you guys don't drink that much. Right. <laughs> and so, and like, obviously our lifestyles have completely changed and he, doesn't drink half as much as he sure. used to. Right. Um, and he even chooses not to a lot right. now. And it's funny because he was, we were just talking about this the other day because I, I had to do this weird thing to him because I'm like, when we are out on dates or whatever and there's alcohol, I'm like, you, you know, they have beer. You can get alcohol if you mm. want Yeah, <laughs> because you can drink it. And, and he's like, yeah, but I don't, I don't want any. I'm good. Uh, I'm like, oh, okay. And I, cause I, I don't know. I feel like it's a weird thing I do. I'm like, well, I feel like cause he can drink it, yeah, that he should like should. enjoy, enjoy I'm one always, for both of us. I'm or such whatever. a pusher. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the biggest. I'm like, do other people do that or am I the only weirdo? Yeah, no, that? we totally, I think we've talked about, yeah, about yeah. that amongst yeah. ourselves. Certainly. It's like, if so, you can go for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't relate exactly. to having the option and not taking the option. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. what do you mean you're not going to? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I feel like it's my job to point out that right. they have alcohol at this restaurant. Exactly. That he could get it if he wants to, right. but like he doesn't know that already and he's not that's, looking at the menu. That's funny. If so. I wasn't an alcoholic, I'd drink every day. Yeah. That's, you know, the general <laughs> feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's, that's funny. Right. So, so now do you have you have a sponsor? You've worked the steps. Are you into the steps? And you do you have a higher power? Uh, yeah. So I just finished a, a step study class that yeah. we had here in Cape Coral. It was like a women's group on Friday nights. So I just finished my first time through the steps. Okay. Um, and uh, my sponsor was in that class with me. And, and we also sat down and did stuff on our own. Um. Yes, I, I have a higher power, and my higher power is the universe mm. and the combined energies that everyone has, and and that I don't I don't choose to call my higher power God mm-hmm. because for some reason I I hold resentments against that word, as my sponsor tells me. <laughs> but, oh. um, I don't know why, but I don't know. I'd like to think that um, the universe is my higher power, and that's what I feel most connected to. That's cool. That's great. Um, 
And so, sorry, I, I'm the one that keeps rewinding a little bit. So in that year point, this this is the spec. This is the spectrum we cover. It's I'm the guy that that you know wants to know about the part that happens before AA and 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 right up to it. Well, I want to know all of it, but anyway. So at that year point. You went. You you've really enjoyed it this past year. You, you're glad you went. Was there anything beyond um, sort of the invitation and and just going, or was there something you thought was was there something missing? Did you did you need more in your recovery at that point? Were you looking for? Yes. Okay. Yes, you you nailed it. Okay. I felt like I was still looking for something. Okay. And you it was something point. something was definitely missing. Okay. And um, I think. A lot of that was had to do with community, not right. not maybe like the higher power being number one on the list, but but I was like I felt really lonely and that I had no like sober friends okay. that like in person online I had a bunch, but um, so so the sense of community and like love and acceptance from these women has been phenomenal. So that's a big part of it for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And you go to women's only meetings? Did you say that already? Yeah. Okay. Um, I go uh, to I go to other ones too here and there, but those are my home groups. Yeah. Mm. What part of Florida are you? And just so I can visualize this, I know where is that? Is it on the it's Maine? A, is it by the Maine? Southwest um, coast? So on the other side of, of Florida from Miami, like okay. straight okay. shot across on the other side. Okay. okay. Then then you're safe. I have when I hear Florida, I've only been one well no well, i've been twice but once once uh as an active alcoholic and an addict um and that was at the beginning of the acceleration of my downward spiral uh two weeks in in miami south beach was like the longest two weeks of my life in terms oh, yeah, of miami's crazy <laughs> oh it was just terrible it was terrible um but yeah so all right yeah, and I think that. But then is, anywhere can be crazy when you're exactly you're right. This it doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. This is true. Um, I got sober in Daytona Beach. That's right. So go figure. I haven't been to Daytona yet. I want to go over there. I hear yeah. that they have a great sober community. It's all right. And and so now, from Florida, the blog's taken off in this past year. Your your. Your billing as a, a sort of as a blogger has really taken off. I mean, you write regularly for HuffPo. Was it Hel- Healthy Living? Is that the section that? Yeah, that's normally the section they publish it in. Um, and then a, a few other places, right? I've, I've, I'm trying to. Yes, um, there's one website called I Have Will. Right. Uh, yes. Dot com, yeah. and I also just started with Addiction. dot com. Right. Which was where the Cinco de Mayo one was. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that's outstanding. Thanks. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed. It. I read the one. It's funny, the one on anonymity. So just to set this up, you use your last name, and mm-hmm. in the in AA, and I thought you broke it down really well. There's three reasons we don't do that, or AA discourages that, or these these principles. And uh, the first one is you don't want to out anyone at a meeting, which I think we can all agree with, right? Right. Um, and then the second two were sort of, yeah, like, you know, you kind of take a step back from those and you think uh, they don't want anyone to speak for the community, then go out and drink again. And then somebody blame this, say, oh, it's AA's fault. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And yeah, you sort of think, well, probably at this point, I don't think there's anyone that can go out and get drunk and somehow hurt AA. Right. Right. It survived exactly. plenty of relapses. Right. When there were right. 300 dudes in Akron, that is a little different animal, right. but. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. 
and yeah so and you just i can't even remember but you you had just gotten and they were all kind of like these these same posts like oh we really love you but right. maybe you should talk to your sponsor about this uh, right yes i was very disturbed by these messages obviously yeah but you felt the need to write about it yeah and so and so yeah kind of tell us what your your thoughts are just tell kind of reiterate that because i yeah i probably didn't do justice to them um well i just I was actually surprised by receiving all these messages. Um, first of all, because it's not the first time I mentioned AA mm -hmm. in writing. Right. But I guess it, it was on the Huffington Post, which gets more traffic and mm -hmm. more people see it. But I just was overwhelmed by the amount of messages I received and people giving me these backhanded comments like, oh, yeah, well, congratulations, but mm -hmm. you're doing it wrong <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> right. And, you know... It's kind of like, for me, it's offensive because those are the kind of people that are keeping people away from AA. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of a part of the reason why I didn't go at first, you know, just the fear of being judged and mm -hmm. whatever. And um, also, I just felt like for me, um, I was out of the addiction closet, so to speak, before I ever went to AA. Um, so that was a little bit different than most people. Mm -hmm. I know other sober bloggers that write about it and, you know, they abide by these strict rules. They say 12 step programs instead of writing out AA Alcoholics Anonymous just to avoid that. Mm -hmm. And, and the rules are very, you know, it's a gray area, I think. Yes, it is. Um, and you can say everything but the name and your last name and you're yeah. fine. Yeah. Which I just think is so silly. Yeah. It's and really, yeah, and and for me, I feel like since I already outed myself before, right. like you know, and and also in regards to my readers, it's like I'm telling them all these things I'm doing in my sober life, and I feel like I have to be specific about what these twelve step program, this twelve step program I'm attending is, mm -hmm. and you know the literature that goes along with it, and the things I'm learning, and everything. Yeah. So so it wouldn't be like. I couldn't like explain it without saying AA or Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, the last part, I guess I'll say, is that I just really believe that that type of anonymity is like, you know, keeping secrets and secrets, secrets keep us sick. And I just don't think it's a very good thing to be perpetuating. Um, but that could be written in a whole nother post. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so... But yeah. I remember we I had this conversation when I came on this. Right. Just and I read the because they kind of came out with different rules now that there's lots of new media. So what how does this old principle apply in the new media? And, and you're right, it kind of came down to if you use your full name, first and last full name. So I could say Jeff S. Alcoholics Anonymous, but yeah. I couldn't say my full name. And so I was like, Well, I'm cool with that. I mean, sure, whatever. It doesn't it seems right. like splitting hairs yeah. at this point. Right. It really does. You know, like <laughs> right. we're getting exactly. a little we're getting a little precious with this. It's yeah. a shortcut. And anybody, you know, we're all grown-ups and yeah. yes. you can deduce what's going on. Right. And I thought I thought your argument for why that was just kind of old was really well thought out and I hadn't mm -hmm. really thought too deeply about it, but you had made such a good point just in today's day and age that there's always those old school things that don't quite apply, right? anymore that just don't quite hold and lots of things in AA have stood the test of times and lots of principles have stood the test of time and maybe that one's just not one that's right. exactly right in today's day and age yeah 
Yeah, yeah it has to catch up certainly to social media and yeah. the, the speed at which things are. Well, and, yeah. and in a lot of areas. I mean, if you've read to wives in the last, you know, yeah. I mean, sure. It's a little, it's old. a little antiquated. But yeah. but that said, um, no, I, I it, it does seem a little bit silly. And what about the people you help too? What about the people by mentioning the mm-hmm. program? You know, let's let's not worry about disparaging the name mm-hmm. of Alcoholics Anonymous. What about those mm-hmm. who right. might take that and say, oh, okay, you know, I. Yeah, um, people have literally emailed me and asked me, like, what do you think about AA? I'm thinking about going to a meeting. Should I go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I have to tell them, like, yes, or this is my experience. I think you should. You should give it a shot. I even actually wrote a blog on I Have Will. Like, I think it's like four reasons you should go to that AA meeting you've been thinking about. Because for mm-hmm. me, it, I was thinking about it for so long and I was scared and I had all these excuses of why I didn't want to go. Or why it wasn't for me, and and so I think that's a big thing, and and almost it kind of goes with the anonymity. Like people don't really know what goes on at AA, so they're it's like scary and the unknown, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like okay, so I'm going to tell them what happens there, so that they'll feel comfortable enough to go. Yeah. I'm going to read that because have... I'm still scared. Yeah, Chris is still scared. <laughs> you should tell him yeah. it's not that scary. It's great. You should try it. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. It's funny though. If you go, if your first meeting is not that great of a meeting. Like well, yeah, depends. that's true. That's or, true. Your, or your first contact with someone in the program isn't that great at first contact. You yeah. know? That's what they always yeah. say. You might be the first big book somebody encounters, so yeah. don't, don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I say that sometimes about my whole like experience because I think back to, okay, what, what if I went in Cancun to the English meetings and it wasn't the same experience that I have now and it could have been completely different. Right. That's yeah. true. But I think your story is really interesting in that you – had a year under your belt, and then went to AA by choice, not desperation, which most of us end up there just because we have no place else to go. And so it, it's almost like your story it has more power for the program than if you were so desperate you had to go. You know, you, you're there because right. you, you, you felt there was something missing. And I love this idea about community and fellowship that you were missing. Yeah. Because um, that's really what it's about in a lot of ways, right? Right. the biggest thing to me that's the biggest component of it that that's what i get out of aa more than anything else i think is just is c- community yeah. you know it's yeah and the sense of relief like listening to these people who know exactly how i'm feeling and have gone through the exact same things when you think and especially alcoholism and you feel so lonely and, mm-hmm. and like you think no one understands, you think no one could possibly feel as crappy as you feel. Mm-hmm. And then you go into this fellowship and you're like, oh, my God, these people are me. They know exactly how I feel. They understand and they know how to get through it. And they can at least listen to me while while I'm getting through it at the very least. Yeah. So it's awesome. That's good. It cool. Takes a little the edge of uniqueness off a little bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and do you feel do you do you have. Like, you know, I still go to meetings because I don't want to drink and I want to be reminded all the time either of what that's like or I want to get some gratitude. I want to get my life put in perspective. That's why I still go. And then to see the guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you do you do you feel like do you have thoughts of drinking now and you're you have any of those and you're going because of that or what's you know, where are you at in your in your program? I don't have any thoughts of drinking. Um, I mean, once in a while I'll have a random like drunk dream about relapsing and stuff, which is really weird, but, um, I don't have any desires to go out and drink at all. I have no desire to return to how my life was before. Um, 
So in that respect, I think if like if I miss a week of meetings because I'm on vacation or mm-hmm. or something, I don't feel like I'm going to drink. Yeah. But I do miss it. I miss going there, and I feel I I can feel a little bit off balance spiritually. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's I definitely get a spiritual fill when I'm there. I'm like, yeah. oh, yes, this makes me feel better. Yeah. So definitely in that respect. That's cool. Yeah, I've never walked out of a meeting feeling worse than when I walked in. I always feel better. Yeah. Always. So <laughs> that's good. Especially when I don't want to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. there are times when I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't want to do this. I'd rather just, you know, do it my way, sit at home, whatever. And I always walk out like, I'm really glad I did that. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Did Did anybody around your boyfriend friend, or family do like Al-Anon or, or did you, did they look to you for you know, education about what, what you were going through or. Um, well, one of my parents is an, is an alcoholic. Um, he's not currently in the program. And, um, so he's been sober for 14 years and he was like my father, I guess I said one of my parents, but I just said he, so that (laughs) the male one, the male person, my parents, one of my two Um, dads, he's been sober for 14 years. So, and he like dabbled in the program, um, way back but doesn't currently go um and you know he was really proud of me and everything and um my mother you know, she went to Al-Anon way back I guess when my dad was having his problems um but the, she doesn't currently go and my boyfriend does not go so no but I I do share a lot of the stuff I learn with with my mom and and my dad um sure. and they're always they think it's so cool. They're like, wow I, my mom's like I, I'll like come home from a meeting and and especially when I was in the step um, study program, um, read her stuff out of the big book. And I'm like, doesn't this sound like me or, or can you relate to this? It sounds just like dad (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) And, um, she's like, yeah, wow. Like, it's so awesome to watch you like go through this and like, you're learning so much and I'm learning stuff through you. So, so it's pretty awesome. And obviously they read my blog. So that's awesome. So they have a sense of your sober notoriety. Yeah, that's great. They think it's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Tell tell us about your writing process. Where do you get the ideas for the posts, and what do you do? You look in the future and say, "Oh my God, I got it." You know, you got to fill space every day. Is it? Do you get this just from meetings and bits and bobs, or or what do you what do you do for this? Um, I keep a list of like ideas. Uh, I use an app like online called Trello that is like boards that you can keep lists of stuff. So I have a running list of ideas that I have there just in case I think of something and I want to write about it later. Um, but mostly it's just like stuff I'm going through and stuff that comes up like this anonymity thing when I was receiving all those comments yeah. and then like milestones, like two years and I'm going to write about, um, turning 30 is uh, Sunday is my 30th birthday. <laughs> yeah. Thank your, you. Your belly button birthday. That's what yes. My belly button birthday. <laughs> I don't even know what, uh, wh- where that weirdness come from. Yeah. That is kind of strange. As That's opposed a- to your AA birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I, the, I think I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, what the heck like, is what? that? What? <laughs> Belly okay. button. <laughs> so I'm going to write about that. Um, and I don't know. It's all I, downhill from 30. Just let us all say that from on this I know. Event. Well, I'm like dreading <laughs> this. So you're not making it. me feel better. <laughs> but um, so I don't know. I think that ideas normally always come to me or things that are being talked about on the internet or you know, things of that along those lines or, or things that, that my readers have asked me themselves. I try to like save all their questions in a word document as much as I can from the messages that they send me 
and like answer their questions in my blogs too. Cool. And so speaking of 30, just one, one question. I briefly entertained the idea that I, I might have aged out of it, right? You know, there's that theory that, you know, after, uh, you know, college when everybody looks like an alcoholic and then you, some people don't come out of it and then you age out of it. And then I realized that's just not the case. I didn't age out of it. I, I had a, and have a, a problem that's with me. Um, did, did any of that thinking go through your head? Oh, for sure. It's funny okay. that you say that because I just wrote a blog for addiction.com that I just sent them yesterday that is called From College Party Girl to Alcoholic, hmm. How I Made the Switch. <laughs> and, That's awesome. So you're like reading my mind. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I totally thought I was just partying like, nor- yeah. like quote unquote normal um, college kids. And that I would just, you know, age out of it and leave the habits behind when I left college. But that was not the case. Yeah. I, I fell prey to that, you know, in a big way. I got, I got sober the first time when I was 28. And I stayed sober four and a half years. And I got married. And, you know, there was a baby. And there was a house. And I was like, hey, you know what? I was immature. <laughs> that was the problem. Yeah, right. You know, now I have all this stuff. I'm a grown up. Yeah. I can certainly... Handle my bourbon pot, right? Yeah, right. And drink and yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's not no. the case. But didn't happen. Yeah, it was a good try though. It was. It was a college try. <laughs> it, was. it was a good party yeah. thing. So you got a, a post coming out soon on addiction.com. Uh, what what else is? Uh... Are you going to the 80th anniversary on June? Uh... I am. Are we going to see you there? You mean the July? You're going. You're going to uh, Atlanta. We're go- we're talking about Akron. Oh, I we're think. going to Akron. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wait, what's that uh, one? <laughs> we're going to Founders Day in Akron. Oh, oh no, I'm going to Atlanta. And, and is Atlanta the World Conclave? Yeah, the international. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's big time. That'll be our oh, next. When is that? In July? Yeah, over July Fourth weekend. Wow. wow. I actually wasn't going to go, and I just like. Because my boyfriend's working that weekend, my sister's working that weekend, and so I have like no one to hang out with on Fourth of July. And my one of my girlfriends from Philadelphia, who was in the program, had asked me many months ago if I wanted to go, and she already had a hotel booked and a spot for me. And I messaged her, I'm like, "Do you still have that spot?" And she was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay, I'm coming." That's awesome. Yeah. That'll be big. Yeah, I'm excited. That's like the Olympics of sobriety. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> international, you know, the procession <laughs> the of flags. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Will deal. I be overwhelmed by crowds? Yeah. I, I, I've never gone to the international. I've done the national thing, and it's, you know, it's, the, a lot of people. it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, we're going to ease into our first one by just going to Founders Day in Akron, which probably will still be crowded, but it won't be. <laughs> and then we're talking about early, early talks to go to uh, – Unite to Face Addiction on the Mall in oh, October. Yeah. So. I really want to go to that. Yeah. Um, I know about it. I haven't made plans to actually go, but I, I'm hoping I can All right, we'll see arrange you it. Right. Yes. All right. Well, uh, any, no. any, anything you want to share? It was share lovely. Yeah, no, keep keep doing it. We uh, I read a couple of your things today, and I was just well impressed. You're a terrific writer, and so, yeah, keep after it. Yeah, we're fans. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on. If yep. there's, uh, well, let me make sure everybody knows uh, the sober senorita dot com. You don't have to worry about the enya. Yeah. And um, just sober senorita, not the. 
Oh, right. I'm sorry. Sobersenuria. <laughs> Just want to make sure everyone gets that right. Um, Sobersenuria.com. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Okay, Thanks nice again. Job. This was awesome. Thanks so much for having me on. All right. Thank you. We'll Happy talk trails. Soon. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Same to you guys. Bye. Take care. Thank you.